Hi, this is Jeff Thigpen, Guilford County Register of Deeds. And I'm Carly Malcolm, lead for North Carolina Fellow for Guilford County from the UNC School of Government. And welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. Have you ever lost a loved one and had to figure out what to do? Have you ever felt alone and overwhelmed? Did it make you wonder why on earth this is all so complicated? In this podcast series, we bring together community partners to talk unapologetically about issues of death and dying. We answer questions about funerals, hospice, estates, and more to give our listeners the knowledge they need to make decisions for themselves and their loved ones. We want everyone in Guilford County to know that they're supported, that we live in a community where we cannot only live and live well, but when we die, we can also die well because we care. So we thank you for joining us for the Good Grief Podcast and for taking this step to be better prepared for end-of-life challenges. Welcome to the Good Grief Podcast. I'm Jeff Thigpen, Guilford County Register of Deeds with Carly Malcolm, Lead for NC Fellow from the North Carolina Institute of Government. Today we have Jody Collada to talk with us about her work in the adult care world. Jody is the Director of Business and Caregiver Outreach with Wellspring Solutions, leading the organization's business development and strategic growth, as well as the Just One Navigator and caregiver support and education efforts. Jody's got a master's degree in gerontological studies from Miami University of Ohio. She is a certified co-leader of Powerful Tools for Caregivers. She's a certified trainer of the UCLA Longevity Center Memory Fitness Program, as well as a certified instructor of the Dementia Dialogues Program from the Arnold School of Public Health at the University of South Carolina. She presents to faith, civic, and community organizations about caregiving issues upon request. She's originally from New Jersey and has been married to Mark for 20 years. They have two children, Spencer, who's 17, and Sally, 15, and they have a dog named Rocky. Now, that is amazing. Welcome to the Good Grief Podcast, Jody. Glad Thank, to have you with us. Thanks so much for having me. All right. What is Wellspring Solutions and what are the services that they provide? Well, Wellspring Solutions is formerly the Adult Center for Enrichment, or ACE for short, which might ring a bell to some of you. We've been serving the community for 36 years, going back to, what, 1984 or so. And in April of 2017, the organization's name was changed to Wellspring Solutions to better align with being part of the Wellspring family. So I'll be talking about that a little bit. And we're our own 501c3 nonprofit. To go into the services that we offer, you know, we understand the toll that caregiving takes physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially, certainly financially. And, you know, when you're caring for someone with a chronic illness and you're not really sure how long that's going to last for. So we offer home and community-based services to older adults in Guilford County and their caregivers with specialized adult day services, group respite with our connections program, caregiver education and support, as well as home care and our Navigator program, which I'd like to just touch on a little bit. Our Navigator program is for 
families in the community that just don't really know what type of help they need, but they know they could benefit from some resources. So we have a social worker, our navigator, that will go out and visit with an older adult and their caregiver in their home at no charge and basically have a conversation, assess the situation, and offer guidance regarding resources in the community, whether they are with Wellspring Solutions or not. So it is a great service that we have for those in Guilford County. And so you have the the Wells you have Wellspring Solutions and the Wellspring Group, which is the parent organization. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, the Wellspring Group. So in 2013, we became part of Wellspring Services Inc., which is now the Wellspring Group. And the Wellspring Group is a not-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide aging adult services, which create an experience that exceeds the needs of an evolving and diverse population of older adults in Guilford County. And the Wellspring Group, yes, it's the parent company of uh, Wellspring Solutions, Wellspring, a life plan community, and a pace of the triad. Yeah, talk to us about that. Sure. So the life plan community is an active senior community where residents have, you know, all they need, services and amenities so that they can experience a full life in their retirement years. There's many services that are offered and for those who live in uh, garden homes, villas, um, apartments, and they offer skilled nursing care as well as memory care. Uh, there's wellness activities, an aquatic and fitness center, events, and it, it's a lovely place to just enjoy your retirement. PACE offers home and community-based services like we do at Wellspring Solutions, and it stands for the Program of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly. They provide community-based services to individuals who are enrolled, who need medical care and support to continue uh, living at home. So they are basically at a level where they would benefit from nursing home care. But with the support of PACE and the support of a caregiver, they can be safely at home with the support of PACE. You do need to be 55 years of age, and there's some other eligibility criteria to enroll in PACE. And they also have a PACE day center that operates from Monday through Friday from 8 to 5, for those who would benefit from the socialization and, you know, just getting out and having some activity. Can you talk about the Memory Care Center? Sure. So our Memory Care Center is for seniors over 60 who have a diagnosis of dementia. And, you know, we offer activities to engage our members, enhancing their memory fitness and their physical activity and movement. And we just do that with a lot of programming, evidence-based programming, to boost, boost their memory fitness and to just get them moving and also to allow them to creatively express themselves with art and with music. We offer breakfast and lunch and an afternoon snack. And there's staff there to assist with their care needs. So if they need assistance during mealtime or if they need assistance in the restroom, our staff can help them. There's also healthcare monitoring by a nurse. And we are open Monday through Friday from 7.30 in the morning to 5.30 p.m. And while this is operating, we're giving caregivers a much-needed break from their caregiving responsibilities. But we also have caregivers who are employed. So knowing that they can bring their loved one to the program before they go to work and pick them up when work is over gives them that peace of mind that their loved one's in a safe and, you know, comfortable setting 
being with their peers and being with our staff. And then what about you've got Connections, a memory club? What is that? Connections is more of an abbreviated day of socialization and engagement for our members. There is lunch and music and exercise, current events, and no hands-on care is provided. So it's for our members who are more independent. They benefit from the socialization. Their caregiver gets a break. And I always say, too, for as much as the caregiver needs a break, from taking care of their loved one. Their loved one needs a break from their <laughs> caregiver. They need to be able to experience a different environment other than their home and a new people and visit with peers and they look forward to coming to the program. That is a four-hour program from 10 to 2 on different days. We operate at a faith organizations. So as you can expect right now, we have some operations that are not in place due to COVID-19. And we have a temporary partnership right now, right downtown with the Greensboro Children's Museum. They are offering some space for our program to continue. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a challenge. There are some family members for the memory care center and connections that just don't feel as though they're ready to have their loved ones, you know, come back understandably. So we've been doing wellness checks. We check in with them, make sure that they feel supported, that they know we care and we miss them. And yeah, so that's what both of those offer to the caregiver and to the members that come. What are some of the common challenges for caregivers of people with Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia? And I guess also for the um, people who have Alzheimer's and dementia with their caregivers. There are many. You know, when we talk with our family members and our caregivers and our participants, and I'll focus more on caregivers, you know, when we talk in support group, when we talk just one-on-one, when we talk at our education opportunities, there's a lot of stress. So knowing how to cope with that can be difficult. There's feelings of it's if you're caring for an, a parent, there's role reversals that are hard to cope with. Oftentimes spouses share that they feel lonely as their loved one has dementia and they're not able to engage in conversation like they used to before. Many times caregivers share that they feel a lack of, you know, just that spontaneity to be able to just get up and do things because they can't leave their loved one at home by themselves. There's the mental and physical issues, you know, depression might happen, anxiety, physical issues, just transferring help and and hurting your back and not having those safe body mechanics in place. And a lot of caregivers have difficulty finding balance if they're working, if they're caring for a parent and small children. Unfortunately, I can go on and say that there are challenges worrying about finances. And just there's a lot of grieving that goes on. So I think those are challenges that are shared by, if not all, caregivers, the large majority. How do caregiving needs change and evolve as dementia progresses? So as dementia progresses, caregivers will see that their loved one's abilities has changed. The care recipient's going to need more help with activities of daily living, like getting dressed, bathing, eating. Their ability to communicate is going to change. And When you have a loved one who can't always communicate their needs and their wants and their frustrations, that results in a lot of frustration on everybody's part. And it becomes really important for the caregiver to understand how to communicate effectively uh, with their loved one who has memory impairment. And as the degree, as the disease progresses, oftentimes the individual with dementia loses good judgment and good reasoning. And the caregiver really needs to find just understand the best ways to approach, to communicate, to promote dignity, 
to lessen their loved one's agitation. And the need for self-care, though, that's always going to be there in the earlier stages and the later stages. And when the person progresses and they're in the final months of dementia, you're going to see an increase in that deterioration. Eventually, uh, the person will need 24-hour care. And it really is important that you can focus on their comfort, on palliative care measures, and just to always keep in mind to respect the person's wishes, to just be clear about you know what they wanted, what they articulated to you in the past, and try to do your best to uphold what they wanted as they near death. How do you support caregivers in coping with the difficulties of their role? You mentioned the, the mental anxiety and the physical anxiety and a number of things that are going on, both with the person experiencing that and the caregivers. Yeah. So I mentioned one of our services is education and support. So we offer educational workshops and trainings, classes that are offered in a series, and we offer caregiver retreats. So the classes that we offer, the underlying theme in what we do is always to talk about the importance of self-care. Like I talked about that physical care, you also need to be energizing your emotional self-care, your social self-care, your spiritual self-care, and just to remember, you know, to have fun. So we try to talk about our classes, how to reduce stress, relaxation techniques. We will talk to them about mindfulness, about guided imagery, things that are activities that are known to reduce stress. We will also talk about financial planning, legal planning, end-of-life planning, dementia care topics, because when someone is feeling stressed, when they have the information to move forward and make good care decisions, you feel empowered. You just feel a little bit better about the whole situation in general. Our retreats, those are offered you know, in person, of course, typically, and we would have lunch and an opportunity to connect. We would typically offer activities that a caregiver might not have access to, like Tai Chi and yoga and breath work, and just a lot of discussion about ways to just cope. And yeah, and we also talk (laughs) about, we also will talk about things like, you know, being grateful, because when you are stressed out and have a lot of challenges in front of you, when you feel grateful, it's hard to really focus on on the negative. And just being able to laugh during challenging times. So again, we, when we have support group, there might be laughter, there could be crying, but there's sharing that's going on. And that's how we hope that we are addressing the need for caregivers to feel like they can share their story. Right. And then in offering, you know, that support to caregivers, that can also be kind of emotionally challenging and draining for the people doing that work. So What kind of resources are available to you and how do you cope with those emotional challenges of your job? Okay, so for me to cope, I rely, just like I would mention caregivers should visit with other caregivers to connect and to share what's going on with their personal caregiving journey. I find that I cope best when I talk about if something's bothering with me to my coworkers because it's always helpful to talk to someone who just gets it. My husband is also in the senior industry, so he gets it. But if he did not, I wouldn't want to come home and really unburden myself and feel like that was how I was going to benefit from lessening my, you know, grief and my, you know, feeling sad about some of the situations that we run into. Resources, I would say we share self-care 
resources with caregivers all the time, and I would be crazy not to practice what I preach. So for me, the resources that I use are to try and just focus on breathing when I'm feeling anxious, or if I'm feeling um, like I need to lift my spirits, I will talk to a friend, I'll listen to music. And I think about the ways that I can reduce my stress because it's different for everybody. So those are really the resources that I'll put in place. Yeah. And Jody, you know, you, you kind of mentioned about the, the seriousness that, you know, is a part of this work and the emotional toll. A lot of cases it takes on patients and caregivers and staff and, uh, and some of the support systems you have. You mentioned the idea of the importance of being able to laugh. <laughs> and and about not laugh not necessarily about all this but through all this in such yes. a way that that it can be a symbol of wellness. Can you talk to us about that? Laughter is actually evidence based <laughs> shown to to reduce stress. In fact, we partnered for a virtual conference just yesterday and the day before, and we had a laughter yoga specialist join us on that conference. Because, a laughter yoga specialist? Yes, um, it might feel a little awkward, but it's it's a fun activity. It actually has its benefits to just do the exercises of laughing. But when I talk about being okay to laugh, I think it's important to find the humor in situations that are stressful. If you can, we are not laughing at our loved one. We're laughing, you know, with or during the situation. And a lot of times it has its benefits. If you find that you're so stressed out about something with your loved one, and instead of you balling up your fist and grimacing and being coming frustrated, if you just find the humor in it and laugh, it's contagious and it's much more likely that your loved one is going to lighten up as well and laugh and it can really brighten up the you know the daily routine so there's definitely a difference between laughing at the circumstance and trying to find humor in it and laughing at someone so i just hope caregivers don't feel guilty if they do laugh or they share a laugh with their loved one i think that's that's just finding a moment of joy that you should appreciate um, and try to do more often. Yeah, we, we've done a number of podcasts and we interviewed an author of a book who had a conversation as a caregiver with his mother where he needed to take her keys <laughs> from her. And so that was kind of a funny conversation, but you're right. I mean, people are dealing with just incredibly complex and emotional and spiritually draining issues at times and we all get run down whether you're going through it or you're providing support to people that are going through it and the capacity the ability the perspective of being able to take a second and appreciate and enjoy and to laugh i think is probably incredibly important for all of us um, i agree yes. yeah well thank you jody <laughs> for being with us today we both really appreciate it carly and i and the information you shared about wellspring and talking about uh, a number of these issues that are important for all of us to understand and know as part of the good grief podcast concept we are reaching out to a number of community organizations to get a lot of this information and you've done a great job of laying it out and so on behalf of carly and myself thank you uh very much for being here it was my absolute pleasure, and I appreciate you inviting me. Jody Collada, Director of Business and Caregiver Outreach with Wellspring Solutions. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Good Grief Podcast. We want your feedback. You can visit our website at www.guilforddeeds.com. 
You can also email us at endoflife at guilfordcountync.gov or find us on Twitter with the handle at guilford underscore ROD. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and until next time, take care.